You should not leave over in a paragraph, less than three psukim. One who is reading the Torah should leave over less than three psukim in a paragraph. Because we're concerned the people who are leaving shul, they will say, The next aliyah will only be called out for the two remaining psukim. And you shouldn't begin into a paragraph with less than three psukim. Because those who have arrived late into Shul, they'll say that the first fellow only read two psukim. There's no difference between a paragraph that is open or closed for the next paragraph, whether it starts in the next line or it's uh, on the same line. And a paragraph that only has two psukim total, you are allowed to leave that in the first instance and to uh, pause there. And one should always intend to begin with reading something good, but and to conclude the reading with some good matter. The order of the Torah reading and its brachos. In a place where the minig is that the person called up is the reader. If he has not prepared the parasha two or three times by himself, he should not get the aliyah. And in a place where the balkara uh, is the reader, he needs to prepare. Someone who doesn't know how to read Torah, we need to protest that he shouldn't be called to the Torah. And if we need this person because it's a Kono Levi and there's no other besides him, if the Balkara can read it and the fellow can repeat it word by word from the writing in the Torah, he can be called. If not, he cannot. Gimel. Even the head of the shul or the chazan shouldn't read until they ask him to read. And the custom is that the shleach tzibur, if he wants, can make the bracha and read without asking permission. Because it's as if once he was appointed as the shleach tzibur, he was already given permission to do so. And in these countries, we don't do like that. And even the chazan only gets called to the Torah when the Gabbai calls him. But we don't call him up by name, like everyone else who's called up as so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. Someone whose father was a heretic to idolatry, then we call him up by his grandfather's name. But not simply by his name alone, in order not to embarrass him publicly. And that's only true if he was never called up by the name of his father. If he's an adult and he's known in that city to be called up by his father's name, and then subsequently his father went off to idolatry, we call him up with his father's name as he was accustomed to, in order not to embarrass him publicly. And similarly, if there's a concern that maybe will create some ill will and someone who we don't know who his father is we call him up by the name of his maternal grandfather and if we don't know the name then we called up the person as a son of Abraham just like for a convert Continues the Machabasumar Enikara, one who is blind should not be called to the Torah because it's forbidden to read even one letter not from the script. 
the Maril wrote that nowadays we do call up a blind person just like we call up an ignorant person uh, and we read on their behalf. Anyone who is called to the Torah makes the bracha before and after. And we open up the Sefer Torah before he makes the bracha. He looks at the Pasuk that he's going to begin the reading and afterwards he makes the bracha. And after he's concluded the reading, he closes it up and makes the after bracha. And while he makes the first bracha, he should turn his face to the side. So it doesn't look like he's making the bracha out of the Torah. And it would appear to me that he should turn his face to the left. Hey, ben gavra We are accustomed to cover the Sefer Torah with uh, some sort of kachif between aliyos. And in these countries, the custom is that the Torah should be rolled, closed up between aliyos, and that's the main way to do it. Above, we say barucho and the brachas out loud. One who says it quietly errs. And some say that one needs to return and make the bracha out loud. Says the Ramah, in order that the people should hear and be able to respond. And if the congregation didn't hear the person making the bracha, even though they heard the chazan, they can respond. But they don't respond with him, but they answer amen to the words of the chazan. After the people have answered Baruch Hashem and Baruch Leilam Vayr, the person making the bracha returns and says Baruch Hashem Baruch Leilam Vayr. In order to include himself amongst all of the others making that bracha. Even if you've just made the, your personal brachas over the Torah for the morning, and then immediately they, he was called up to read from the Torah, you need to make the brachas again. Uh, so you need to make the again when you're reading from the Torah, because due to the honor of the Torah, it was instituted that uh, we make these brachas when one is reading in the congregation. If you were called up before you'd made your own personal brachas over the Tarek, you have already exempted yourself from making the Asher Bachabano, because it's no worse than someone who has exempted themselves when they recite the paragraph of Avraba before the Shema. The after bracha, the two parts of it, uh, allude to the written Torah and the oral Torah. One who is reading from the Torah needs to hold on to the Sefer Torah when he is making the bracha. And this minig, they relied on that which it says in the book of Yeshua. This Sefer Torah should not be removed from your mouth. Be strong and mighty. And from this stems the minig that anyone who concludes reading from the Torah, each time we tell him chazak. The laws of an interruption during the Torah brachas. One who reads from the Torah and then became silent. The one who is called up in his place begins from the place that the first one began. And he makes a new bracha at the beginning and at the end. But according to the Rambam, he doesn't make a new introductory bracha. And even nowadays, the Balkara reads, that is the law. One who is called to the Torah made the bracha before it, and read a few psukim, and then spoke some words of Torah or some mundane matters, he doesn't need to make the bracha again. 
If someone was called to the tar and they showed him the place he needs to read, and he made the bracha of the tar and began to read, he didn't begin, but then they realized that they need to read a different parasha, and so they rolled the sevatar to the place they need to read from. Some say he doesn't need to make another bracha, and some say that he does need to make another bracha. The laws are the one who is reading and uh, announcing the reading. We need to read the Torah standing. And even to lean on a wall or a pillar is forbidden unless he is uh, a little on the heavy side. Says the Ramah. And also the Balkara needs to stand by the one who is called up. Base. Two people shouldn't read. But the one who's called up should read, and the chazan should be quiet. Or the chazan, Balkara, should read, and the one who is called up shouldn't read out loud. Nevertheless, he does need to read along with the chazan, the Balkara. In order this bracha shouldn't be in vain. He just needs to read quietly. Not even loud enough for his ears to hear. And even if he is loud that his ears do hear, one needn't be content to lie out of midfield because no greater concern than davening to the kuf Gimel. And there are those who are accustomed to stand, uh, to have to appoint someone who will read out loud to the one who is called up word by word. And after the one who is saying the words, word by word, then the one who is called up repeats after him. If the Balkara wants to make the bracha himself and read, he nonetheless needs to have someone else stand by him. Because just like the Torah was given with an intermediary, so we too need to have someone who is standing there alongside. The congregation should not answer Amen until the bracha has finished from the person reading. And the person reading from the Torah shouldn't begin until the Amen is completed from the congregation. We could call up two brothers one after the other, or a son after a father, but we don't do so because of Ayin Hara. Says the Ramah, And even if the seventh if one of them gets Shvi and the other one gets Maftir, we don't call up the second one by name because of Ayin Hara. Zayin Ha'el one who comes up to the Bima, he ascends in the shortest way from his place, and he comes down from the Bima in the other direction, which is the further distance from his place. And if both are equal, he ascends to the right, and he descends the opposite way. And he should only descend after the one who needs to read after him has already ascended. Any word that is read and written differently. It's a tradition from Moshe at Sinai that it should be written as it is in the Torah and read in a different way. And there was a story where a fellow read the way it is written before the great people of the generation, who were the Harabonim, Harav Rabbeinu Yitzchak Abuhav, Harav Rabbeinu Avram Valensi, Harav Rabbeinu Shmuel Valensi, and they warned him that he needs to read according to the tradition. He didn't want to. And they excommunicated him and made him leave the bima. 
Simon Kuf Membez. Din the law of one who read and erred. And what do you do if you don't have someone who knows how to lane properly? If one read and erred, even the diktuk of one letter, we make him go back. It's the same with the Balkara. That's only a mistake that would actually change the meaning. If he erred with the trap or the nikudas, we do not make him go back. But we do chastise him. If you have a an area where people live, where there is a minion, but you don't have someone who knows how to read Torah properly, uh, the way it's halachically with the right dikduk and the notes, the trap, nevertheless, they should still read from the Torah with a bracha kilchasa as it's halacha. Says the Ramam, and they also do the haftar. Simon Kuf Mem Gimel. Din im nimte sevatar mutter, the law of if you found a mistake in the sevatara, viesedin sefer and other laws of the sevatara, ovehe sefer. Aleph. En karm batara bapachmas arugel mnecherim. We can only read from the Torah if we have a minion of free men. And if they began with a minion and then some left, they can complete it. If you have one of the books of the Torah, one of the five books, that was written on a parchment, rolled up like a Sefer Torah, that doesn't... Uh, that's not good enough. We can only read from the Torah as a Torah reading when all five Chumashim are sewn together. Says the Ramah, and they're written uh, in a rolled parchment like a Sefer Torah. But with our Chumashim, I feel a call from Biachad and the Varchalim. With our Chumashim, printed Chumashim, even if all five were together, we don't make a bracha over them. And in a place where there is a Sefer Torah, but the Chazan, Balkara doesn't know how to do the right tunes. So I've seen that you can have a Chazan who's reading from a Chomish within a Kudus, and the person who has been called up repeats word by word from the Kosher Sefer Torah as he is saying it and he's reading it from the Torah. Gimel. Even if, if you have a village that they don't have a, sefer, a Kosher Sefer Torah, you don't make a bracha over it. If you found an error in the Torah while you're reading, you take out a different Torah. And you begin from the place where you found the error. And you complete the amount of call-ups, uh, including those that were already called up in the Sefer Torah with the error. And if you found an error in the middle of, while you were reading one of the Aliyahs, you complete that Kriya in the new, in the Sefer in the kosher sefer and you make the bracha afterwards. You don't go back and make the bracha before it again. Says If they've already read three psukim and they can make an interruption, they should interrupt there. And make the bracha afterwards, and you complete the number of call-ups in the other sefer when they take it out. And that which we take out another one. That's only if we found a complete error. But if there were missing or added uh, letters for a word that can be read Malay um, we don't take out a new because our are not so precise that we can say for sure that the other one will be more kosher 
of Ishas Atrak, and in an urgent situation, where the congregation only had an invalid Sefer Torah and there's nobody there to fix it. Some say that you can read it in the Tzibur and make a bracha over it. And there are those who are strict and say no. And if one of the Chumashim, one of the five parts of the whole Sefer Torah, is complete and has no errors, we can be lenient to read inside that Chumash, that part of the Sefer Torah, even though there are errors in the other parts of the Sefer Torah. If you have a shul where only one person knows how to lane, he should make the bracha and then read some psukim and then make the after bracha. And then he makes the first bracha again. And he reads some psukim and makes after bracha. And that's what you should do over and over. Per the number of aliyahs that you need for that day. That one shouldn't skip in the Torah from one topic to another topic and the laws of the Torah. We can skip in the Navi, but we can't skip in the Torah from one section to another section. That's true if it's two different subjects. Because we're concerned that we will confuse the listeners. But one single topic could go in. Uh, the two separate sections that the Kohen Gadol reads on Yom Kippur from different parts of Vayikra. Medalgin, we can skip. As long as you're not reading by heart, because it's forbidden to read not from the script even one word. And in the Navi, we can skip even in two separate subjects. As long as we are not making the congregation wait quietly as we are skipping to the other section. That's only true in one book of the prophets. But we don't skip from one book of the prophets to another. But in the 12 minor prophets, we can skip from one to another. As long as we are not skipping from the beginning of the book to the end. We have a minig on a Shabbos of an Urfruf. To say after the Haftarah of the week, to recite two or three psukim from the Haftarah of Sos Asis, I will surely be glad. And when Rosh Chodesh occurs on Shabbos or on Sunday, after we conclude the regular Haftarah of Shabbos, we say the first and last psukim of the Haftarah of Machach Chodesh, Says the Ramav and Limchas Biyadam, and we don't protest this. For I and the Kamen Sim Tov Chav Heis, if Beis of Sof Tov Sim and Tov Chav Ches, Heach Nogin, the Ramav says, look further to see how the Ashkenazim are accustomed. Gimel and Gerlin Sefer Torah B'Tzibur, we don't roll the Sefer Torah with the congregation present of Nikvod B'Tzibur due to the honor of the congregation. Ain Lohem Ela Sefer Torah Echad, if they only have one Sefer Torah and Tzirchem Likros B'Shnei Yonim and they need to read two separate sections, Gerlin, then you can roll the Yudachah Kvod B'Tzibur and the covet of the congregation is pushed off. We don't call one person in two Sifrei Torah, because it will look like he the, the Sifrei Torah is uh, blemished. But even if you had three people reading from three Sifrei Torah, like for example, uh, Rosh Hashanah Tevis that was on Shabbos, there is no concern of blemishing. Even the laws of the translating. 
In the time of the sages of the Gemara, they were accustomed to translate. In order that the people should understand. The Balkara may not read to the translator one, more than one Pasuk. And the translator cannot begin translating until the Balkara has completed reading the Pasuk. And the Balkara shouldn't start reading the next Pasuk until the translator has finished his translation. And the Balkara shouldn't raise his voice louder than the translator, and the translator shouldn't raise his voice louder than the Balkara. And the Balkara cannot help the translator. So the people won't say that the translation is written in the Torah. Base cotton batakimalide godl a child can translate with the help of an adult. But an adult, it's not proper for him to translate with the help of a child. Nowadays, we're not accustomed to translating. Because what would be the point of translating into the Aramaic? Because nobody understands Aramaic. Not to speak during Kriya Satarah. It is forbidden to leave and uh, leave the Sefer Torah open. But between alias, it's permitted. Once the Balkar has begun reading, it's forbidden to speak even words of Torah, even between alias. Even if he completed the Parsha. And some permit learning. Uh, and some say that if there are 10 people who are listening to the Torah reading, then it is permissible to speak, and the Ramah adds words of Torah. This continues the And there are those who allow Torah learning for those who are occupied professionally completely in Torah study. And there are those who permit someone who began learning before the Sefer Torah was opened and he turned his face and showed that he wasn't um, wanting to hear the Torah reading but to continue learn his own learning. And he begins learning before. And to be mad with the Sedra, to read two Psukim and once in the Targum while the Torah is being read is permissible. None of this concerns the reading of Zohar and Para, which need to be read with the Minyan as far biblically. That you must have Kavana and listen to them from the Balkara. And really, all parashias, it's fitting to be concerned, to listen to his words, to focus, and to listen to them from the Balkara. It's forbidden to chat when the person is reading the Haftarah, until he completes it, just like from a Torah. You don't have to stand up when the Torah is being read, says the Ramav, and there are those who are strict and do stand, and uh, this is what Maram Rutenberg did. The laws of the rolling of the Sefer Torah. It's forbidden to hold on to a Sefer Torah naked, without a kerchief. Says the Ramav, some say that the same thing applies to all other holy writings. But that's not the minute. And it's best to be strict if you hadn't washed your hands prior to. Even if you've washed your hands, it's forbidden to touch. Continues. The greatest of those who read from the Torah rolls it. And we're accustomed to purchase that 
mitzvah with um, good money, lechabed v'mitzvah to make the mitzvah dear. Some say if the cover of the Sevatara is linen on one side and silk on the other side, you have to turn the silk to be on the inside touching the Sevatara as you roll it up. But that's not the minic. One shouldn't roll it with a torn cover. If you have another one. And you shouldn't make Sevatara covers from other things that have worn out, uh, that you've used for a mundane purpose. Someone who wants to purchase uh, the covers for the Sevatara um, can do so, and the person who is doing the rolling can't protest. Even though he might have purchased the rights to do Galila, he didn't purchase the rights to buy the uh, Torah covers. Says the Also in places where the Minig uh, was to buy the rights to take the Sefer Torah out and put it back, the Chazan cannot protest, because that is not a right of the Chazan. Gimel, Hagol Sefer one who rolls the Sefer Yamri Denul, Kenegat Tefer, should arrange it that it's by the seam. Kadesh Im Yukara, so that if it tears, Yukara Tefer, it'll be the seam that tears. Dalit, Hagol Sefer Torah, Magol Mimachutz, one who rolls the Sefer Torah, should do it from the outside, Uchshum Mahadkoi, and when he tightens it, Mahadkoi Mifnim, he tightens it from within. Says the Ramah, Perish Keshah Sefer, Amal Meaning is when the Sefer Torah is in front of you, Yak Savkaneg Neged Panov, the script should be facing you, and you begin to roll it from the outside, after you've completed the glila, you strengthen the the um, end of the uh, covering from the inside, so that when you come to read from the Torah, you'll find that the gatel um, is tied on the inside, and you won't have to turn it around, you won't have to turn around the Torah to undo the gatel. It would appear that all of this is when one of them, when one person is doing the Hagban Glila. But nowadays, the Alminig is that one person does Hagba and another person does Glila. The writing should be facing the one who is doing Hagba. And that's the Minig, because that is the main part of the Glila and the holding of the Sefer Torah.